Hello, everyone, and all of you there in chat who have been with us for the last hour and a half. Uh, Loremaster Sotek here, and we're back with Lorebeards, and we're kind of going into, like, an actual episode. Thank you all so much for joining us. Uh, I am back, of course, with my co-host, uh, Great Book of Grudges. Nathan, how you how you feeling after the show? Good, good. Um, so far, good reveals, and now uh, we get to talk a lot of Warhammer Free, so, like, why not? Like, this is going to be a good day. Yeah, um, and this this will be a uh, it's not gonna be a super long show. It's gonna be fairly short in the grand scheme of things, just because we've already been streaming for an hour and a half. But uh, we did want to at least go into a little bit of everything going on, and uh, we also have a very small number of uh, models we can check out for Tale of Two Gamers because it's only the people that submitted using the hashtag. Anyone who didn't do that will have to wait until a future date but we, we can take a look at those in a little bit. But yeah, uh, yeah so Warhammer 3, let's just hop right into it, dude. How are you feeling about... Um, how are you feeling about uh, Immortal Empires? I, uh, I'm quite excited. Like, there's a lot of movement. I'm just trying to get the map up. Uh, where... The one time that you actually need the, the map, <laughs> <laughs> you can't find it. Yeah. yeah, they posted it on Twitter. Good, good. I mean, it, it's uh, it, it's it's looking packed. It is looking really chunky, and I'm excited for that. Like, I feel like there's a lot of movement that makes sense, um, which I I'm really happy that they're following law a lot. There's a few that don't make sense to me. The Southlands is looking confusing <laughs> the, uh, the, the thunderdome <laughs> yeah and but like in general like i'm loving the throwbacks like alberic i saw a lot of people getting really pissed off it's like oh alberic's in Lustria, blah 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 it's like it's a throwback to fifth man yeah. well and it's it's a good change yeah like alberic listen alberic was just the red-headed stepchild of the bretonian lords like mm. he was right smack in the middle of bretonia and he was just a lame version of lewin and just there was just nothing really great for him to do like he was just he was just very he was just kind of boring uh, yeah being in lustria that's a whole new world now yeah it, it's just uh <laughs> it's a lot of uh like there's a lot of potential there for a really fun co-op campaign if you play as like say for example someone plays as albrick and someone else plays as uh marcus yep like mm -hmm. that should be really really good I, uh, I I love the idea. I know some people got really pissed off with Nakari on Wolf 1 because uh, they're like, oh, that just doesn't make sense because Wolf 1's defendable against, uh, you know, it's got natural ley lines and all no, that. It's like, no, demons no, invade all the <laughs> yeah. fucking time, man. Nakari, like, there's literally an entire book about Nakari invading Wolf 1. <laughs> yeah. He's done it multiple times. <laughs> and obviously then we've got like info regarding um, uh, if we go back into all the lore, on another Keeper of Secrets, the one that makes the Chala uh, change. I can't remember his name, but like that oh, happens, yeah. you know, so we do have loads of invasions. It's usually Suneshi and like yeah. a lot of failed Norskin invasions, but. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, and it's like, it's because um, for anyone not aware, like the thing about Suneshi is he, he invades from the Anuli Mountains. So yeah. there's, there's a mountain range, that, that big mountain range that is around Ulthuan is called, they're the Anuli Mountains. And the problem is they're so high up there that the vortex bringing in all that magic, it's just super saturated with magic at the peaks. Mm. And uh, because of that, you know, where there's magic, there's going to be demons. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, it's very, very easy for demons to manifest up there. And then they start invading down uh, yeah. from the mountaintops. My only real complaint, and I know some people are going to be a bit like, what uh, is Scrog? Uh, so in law, it, it's a throwback actually to Golfag. It's actually a uh, throwback to him uh, because he and his man eaters get sent into the border princes. Mm. Um, but like, I was like, oh, you know, this would be a good place for an eventual Golfag DLC or FLC. Because to be honest, like, he doesn't really bring in much to the table. Um, but they put Scrag there instead. And I was like, eh, not too sure what I think, you know? Yeah, no, I I can definitely see that. Like, Scrag, Scrag's a weird character um, as yeah. far as, like, places where you can go. 
Um, I, I think for me, like the Border Princes, I, I think are a, a, they are a good place to put people where it's like, okay, we kind of want this guy somewhere different, but we yeah. don't have anywhere super particular to put him because the Border Princes are kind of just a anybody spot. Um, yeah. Because, you know, the Border Princes kind of always been that fill-in faction. Um, but, um, you know, it's like, I, I, I honestly think the only reason he's there is so that he has easy access to the, um, to the, the Southern Great Mountains. So he can, yeah. you know, get established there without just putting him in the mountains. So you at least yeah. can choose to wander somewhere else. Yeah. Um, and I, like the Border Princes are so big that yeah. like, like, can Scrag take over the Border Princes? Yeah, if you want. But like I know when I play him, I'm gonna beeline for the mountains and start messing up, like messing yeah. with the empire and stuff. Yeah, I mean it's uh, one thing that really needs to be said, and this is because uh, I, I did get a lot of doom uh, doomsayers when this reveal happened. It's like they were like, "Oh, because this means no dogs of war," and I was like, "Okay, this is something really important we need to talk about." First up, the ogres don't start in the city because like. Ogres, this was confirmed by CA. You know, it's the main thing with the ogres is their camps, right? Those are their main cities. The when they take a settlement, it's not really a settlement. It's just a, it's a piece of crap, you know? Mm. And second thing, because of new GW law, the border princes do not have an established culture or anything. Yeah. They are literally just sub-factions, essentially. Yeah, they're like, nothing. Yeah, if they were gonna do modern dogs of war, it would be like, yeah. like the quote unquote worst case scenario being that it's spread the thinnest. It'd probably yeah. be like New World colonies, Estalia, Talea, and Araby. But like mm -hmm. more realistically, in the modern, more modern setting, it would probably be Talea and Estalia, mm. um, or maybe even just Talea, uh, depending on how they like how much effort or like focus they yeah. wanted to put into it but it, it's myrmidons like nobody gives a yeah. shit about myrmidons at all <laughs> like if you're if if you want like the big border prince uh start that's gonna be Achendorf, you know yeah um or something like that like no nobody gives a rat's ass about myrmidons it's just kind of there it, it, it's it's an odd thing like we obviously know because if you look at the uh, how the roads are done and so on, those are what uh, divides the settlements, right? So we know there's more settlements in um, in the east in the eastern and western border princes, but like that is a good thing because that means that like eventually if we do get a dogs of war pack, which let's be honest, it's likely that we will, they could easily plop a character there. But like I I'm more with the idea of you uh, saying like you know. Uh, Nostalgia, Talia, uh, New World Colonies, and Araby, and that already gives us a really nice amount of spread out. Well, not so much Nostalgia, Talia, because they're literally bordering each other, but you know what I mean. Mm hmm. Yeah, and it's um, and the big thing is that like, you know, I if, if people are worried about that kind of thing, like, oh, this is the uh, Dogs of War, Death Kale, or or Death Neil, like, I would have been way more worried if they had put Scrag in like, um, um. Uh, Merigliano or yeah. or put him in the capital of Astalia like to borrow yeah. or something then I would have been worried um but yeah. uh, considering that Astalia has been split so now it's two full provinces instead of one province now we have the Arana Mountains province and the Astalia province um mm. and I believe Talea also got a new region so Talea is now three regions not two regions like there's yeah. a lot of uh, expansion happening um, in the southern realms type situation, yeah. and when they do that, it's when we start seeing stuff there. Because uh, I don't know if a lot of people remember Warhammer One and Warhammer Two DLC cycles, but they kind of already hint to stuff as we get shit right. Um, so uh, one perfect example would be, and a lot of people got like really like, oh, it's not this. Uh, during the silence and the fury, no, the twist and the twilight, they had a hint for bear riders, right? Mm. And I remember, like, that is like, you know, that's Kislev. And everyone was like, nah, it's just a throwback, blah, blah, blah. It's like, bro, how stupid do you have to fucking be? Like, they're literally just giving you Kislev on a plate. Well, yeah, and like, <laughs> at, at the point we're at, I don't know how anyone can look at a theory and say, oh, that'll never happen. Yeah. Like, 
guys do you do you fucking see what we're what we've got now compared yeah. to what we started with like are you kidding mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah it, it's uh it, it's a conversation that i have often uh with my viewers uh because it, it goes back to the whole Indian Koresh scenario where everyone's like oh they said no it's like you are aware they said no to the vampire coast once right very publicly said no yeah well and here's and the thing like I, I always hate that argument so much. I see that argument on Reddit and it drives me crazy. Of um, mm. the the whole like, oh, they said they're not going to do X. It's like, why would they tell you? They're mm -hmm. going to lie. It, yeah. It's so much better for them to lie because one of two scenarios is going to happen. Uh, like, let's let's play it out, right? Option mm. A is they say we don't. We're no, we're not going to do End in Koresh. And then two years later, they go look end or look Koresh and everyone goes oh my god and gets super excited and has a great time option yeah. B is they say oh yeah no we're totally gonna do end in Koresh then people are just gonna ask for it constantly and yeah. if they're like hey look chaos dwarfs they're gonna be people that are like oh I wanted end in Koresh right now like yeah or or you know maybe something happens and maybe for whatever reason they weren't able to do them maybe like you know the game doesn't do as well as they hoped or whatever yeah. All of a sudden it turns into you told us you were going to give us this and now you didn't like there is no reason whatsoever to admit to what they're actually going to do in the future. They're yeah. never going to be honest with y'all about what they're doing. They're never going to tell the truth. They do make that mistake often. So uh, one thing is uh, during the cycle of promotion for Warhammer 3, right? Andy Hall did a interview. Uh, I think it was with a French magazine or a Russian magazine. One of the two, right? And he confirmed Chaos Dwarves, right? Plus, we all knew they were coming anyway because it's fucking Chaos Dwarves. But now people don't stop asking for it. And that's fucking annoying because, mm. like, I, I see that on my videos too. I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, I can't wait for Indian Koresh because when, when they show this map, I was like, oh, I can't wait because I, I, I have a feeling it's going to come and I can't wait for Ind because I, I, I know a lot of people don't like human nations, but I'm a big fan of human nations and I've always been really curious about Ind. But if I do a video on Ender Crash, it's like, ah, I just want my Chaos Dwarfs. It's like, bro, we're going to get them. Shut the fuck up. It's coming. <laughs> yeah. Well, and like, they're being smarter about it now. Like, I, I don't have an issue saying that, like, you know, when me and Nathan have had interviews with, like, Andy Hall and stuff, like, they're, they're just like, hey, y'all can't talk about XYZ. Like, yeah. there, there are certain subjects where they're like, don't talk about this. <laughs> like yeah. don't don't drag us into this bullshit. We don't want, yeah. don't, we don't want anybody coming after us about this. Um, yeah. and that's, it's just the business wise, it's just the best way to handle it. Yeah. So like, enjoy, enjoy your hype, enjoy your theories and get into them. Just don't get like upset if you don't get what you want immediately. Like yeah. once we're at the end of the trilogy and they're like, Hey guys, like it's been fun, but it's time to move on. Then if you didn't get what you want, then you can complain. Yeah. Raise hell at the end. Like we're we're expecting, I personally am expecting like five years worth of DLC for at least. Warhammer Three. At least, yeah. because there's so much that they can do. Let's be honest; like it is a fucking massive world, and you can easily pop shit down there. Like I'm seeing people going, "Oh, it's just because so many legendary lords are close to each other, it's going to make it harder to confederate because like everyone's spread out." Dude, recruit legendary lords mod. That's it defeated legendary lords mod yeah and you they, your... yeah and they they've flat out said that there's something they're looking into um because yeah. like i i would love that as a toggleable feature because like in my campaigns i don't like to play like pokemon with legendary lords like if i, I get uh, like if i get them great if i don't i don't really care um but you know there are people like nathan who like to get every single legendary lord so that would be a great toggle in like the campaign starting screen we're like yeah. hey do you want recruit like recruitable defeated legendary lord so if that if their faction gets wiped out you have the ability to recruit them that would be mm. a really really great toggle like that'd be awesome i see it as a uh <clears throat> like th there is so much uh potential and i like the spreading out right like because i think it's really really good uh because it gives you reason to play that race again you know oh yeah spreading Which out I is feel... always better always better exactly like, uh, the one good thing, like, say, for example, the High Ops, right? We've got Elifanar, which is, like, really up there. Uh, we've got one in Orph 1, which is, well, two in Orph 1, which is a generic start. Then we've got Tackless down there. So it gives you reason to play the race again. So if you have a favorite race and you're getting loads of Legendary Lords in different locations, 
that is just really fun because it gives you variety. It's not like, say, for example, uh, one thing that does gripe me a little bit is the Tomb Kings because three of them are in Nehekara and then, well, Nehekara and Araby, and the the only other replayable is Katip, and I, I, I'll be honest with you, I don't like Katip. <laughs> yeah, though, though, to be fair, at least, like, you know, Archon's on the coast, on the western coast, and Kalita's on the eastern coast, so you can literally yeah. just, you can just go. Um, yeah. But, uh, and, and the Southlands is now a Thunderdome, so honestly... Mm. Even those three have wildly different opponents, <laughs> depending yeah. on who you're playing. But um, yeah, uh, that gets and a like good even thing. Kotep, even Kotep's going to be a lot more interesting now with the sea lanes. Like mm. Kotep can now just get on a boat and go to Cathay. And like That's he true. he's That's gonna have true. the fastest he's gonna have the fastest go to Cathay campaign of the Tomb Kings. If for mm. some reason you want to go to Cathay with the Tomb Kings. Yeah, like there, there is so, uh, there's so much variety. And I, I can see and, that. Like, it's a good thing. Kotep hears about like you know, uh, hears about like this realm of the dead that the the Cathayans have, and he hears about their constructs. And Kotep's like, all right, I want to look into this. <laughs> yeah, I want to look yeah, into yeah, this. His law is all about trying to find and reverse this undeath stuff, isn't it? It's just to bring them all back, like. Yeah, get, get that get that immortal golden body he promised yeah exactly yeah Kotep's so basically it's basically like, a personal trainer that's being held accountable for what he promised <laughs> yeah <laughs> to his so clients. They're, 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 it's so good to see all the uh, factions being pushed out and having so much variety like one thing that i don't want is if we do get more uh, elect accounts i feel like the elect accounts should be in the same location because um i mean you know they, they should be running their their counties you know it's uh kind of what makes sense but like any other character that's why it's really good that volkmar is fucked off into to the randomest place ever because i would have imagined volkmar up north more than anything mm. uh it's still very odd looking at that icon and going out of everywhere you could have gone you decided to go down south <laughs> yeah i i do like that they kind of take in like sigmar's blood slash the end times and yeah. made a like choose your own adventure out of it instead of just that weird DLC he was in <laughs> where they're mm. like, hey, now we're going to say Volkmar's going on the offensive against the undead, just like he did in the end times. But instead of just going to slap Manfred in Sylvania, he's going to the source of undeath. Yeah. Like he's going after the books of the gash, which is mm. like, oh, that's uh, <laughs> that's a little more intense and probably what he should have done in the first place <laughs> but it's um, um it's a super odd thing um but like I, I feel like they're really they're really trying and i think that's really good like uh i when i first saw the map for the for the green skins i was like wow that's that's awesome that is incredible like scar snake is going to have a much more fun campaign oh now. dude grimgore in the Darklands. oh yes oh. and i People got pissed off at me because I was, uh, I said, it's like, oh, you know, it's going to be great because people, you people kind of angry at, People angry at you? What? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've never heard it, of, it. Was, I've never heard of this before. I, I love it. I honestly love it because I was saying, it was like one of the, my favorite parts about the end times is, uh, and I said this in the green skin video, is when Grimgore decides, I'm going to go fuck up, uh, I'm going to go fuck up the Chaos Jaws and then I'm going to go fuck up Grand Cafe. Hmm. And people are like, oh, don't mention the enzymes. It's like, what? It was a genuine funny part of it. And obviously he fucks up the ogres too. But like, it's, it's fucking Grimgore, man. That's what he does best. Yeah, plus like the options there. If you hate the end times so much, then play Greasis and go up to Grimgore and be like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like prevent it then, you know? There's just so much potential, like for really fun campaigns. Let, your, yes. let your hate power your campaign. <laughs> yeah. It's like, but yeah, like the end times were badly written, but you can relive the good parts in here because there are some good parts. And I, I think Grimgore, Grimgore is going to be a really fun campaign, I think. I, I'm not too sure, like, like I'm kind of worried about Wurzag being kind of alone down there, like, because uh, Scarbrand is terrifying. <laughs> well, I will say, though, Wurzag is going to be one of the most scary fucking characters for Scarbrand to fight, though. Is like Wurzag has like I think it's at like level four or five. He gets that ability to give his entire army magical attacks, 
So like yeah. that demon physical resistance, those savage orcs are gonna cut through those demons like butter. Yeah. <laughs> like they're gonna be having demons for breakfast. And the only the only really bad thing is Scarbrand himself, but Wurzag is also a character who has a really powerful pin you in place ability, and you just have mm. shitloads of savage orc archers that go and Scarbrand dies. Like I yeah. don't think he's gonna be that difficult to deal with. Like, I think of all the characters around Scarbrand, Wurzag is the best off to just absolutely curb stomp him. It, it, it's a it, it's a weird thing, because um, like this is kind of terrifying. I mean, I, I'm looking the, I'm looking at the map right now, and I'm thinking, Christ, man, Scarbrand's gonna have a hell of a time just like demolishing everything around that. Well, area. He's gonna have a blast. Yeah, so much. Yeah, fun. I mean, your only, I think, only real challenge. And that depends on the how the AI works, I guess, would either be Wurzag or Clan Wars if they get, like, a bunch of guns out and stuff. But, like, Skaven AI has always been kind of garbage. They just, just generally... Yeah, well, you know, I will say, I think that's such a perfect place for Scarbrand because it's a lot of fighting. But, like, Korn kind of struggles to expand. You know, it's, like, it's it's very, very difficult for Korn to expand well. Like, he kind of relies more on that whole, like raising cities and allowing his stuff to naturally take over the ruins uh, yeah. kind of situation. So like, I think it's good for him to be in a place where he's just like constantly having to fight because he's not a very good empire builder compared to a lot of other factions. Yeah. Uh, and he's surrounded by other factions who are going to be like making that hard for him. Mm. Um, I could also see Volkmar potentially being kind of a, kind of a nasty, nasty pill for, um, which, Oh my God, just, there are so many campaigns that, like, the second I really start thinking about them for a few seconds, just feel so fun. Like, yeah. like Krokgar on Grimlock going up against Scarbrand, that's going to be an absolute blast, because, like, Scarbrand's a very good anti, anti-large anti uh, fighter, but Scarbrand mm. is, of course, the he is the beatiest beat stick in the game. Mm. So it's like, that's going to be intense. And, like, Volkmar just getting, like, a huge army of flagellants going up against Corn Demons just being like, oh! fight to the bitter end um <laughs> like that's gonna be that's gonna be so amazing there is so much potential we still have what like five days worth of reveals or something yeah like we still have uh i believe tomorrow is vampire coast i think is tomorrow um and then it's like who else are we still missing um uh, i know dwarfs are in like three or four days the last day is warriors of chaos uh, just, we're just, okay. We're still waiting on. We're still waiting on Vampire Coast, Vampire Counts, um, Dwarfs, Dark Elves, and Warriors of Chaos. Okay, yeah, yeah. So I think it's I think it's Vampire Coast, then Dark dwarfs, Elves, Dark Elves. Oh, Dwarfs. No, it's dwarfs okay. next, yeah. yeah, dude, I'm so excited so, for Dwarfs. Yeah, I'm excited. Grom I, I uh, Grom Brindle, <laughs> Grom Brindle. <laughs> there is so much, like even like because there's a lot of legendary lords for all these. Uh, for these cat for like like because obviously now that the map is looking really full full and now we've got what five races more yeah this map they're, is they're gonna big look races too like it's not yeah. like oh we've got two legendary lords like these are all like pretty pretty hefty yeah i mean dark elves have what six mm -hmm. it's insane yeah. man yeah dwarf scots five dwarf scott five i think so yeah one uh... two three four five yeah no they yeah. have they have five or six they have five or six uh yeah i think it's five dwarfs are five yeah thorgrim ungrim belagar grombrindel thoric yeah they got five but so um, what about thoric yeah um yeah thoric's gonna be joining that thunderdome you know he's gonna he's probably gonna be down in um uh Kadok Zorn still so that's yeah that, that's another contender <laughs> That, so that, it's that'll be another good fight against Scarbrand because mm. uh, Thoric, if I recall correctly, actually gets pretty good access to magic weapons on a lot of his troops with like rune mm. magic, and uh, like dwarves getting proper like bringing proper runecraft against Scarbrand. That you could make some beefy dwarfs with rune items. <laughs> yeah, it's it's gonna be um, it's gonna be interesting. I really hope that. Um... That like DLC is fast though, because I, I kind of want to see, I want to see the map full. I want to see so many icons that you can't see the fucking map, man. Uh, you know we're heading that way. Like a, a post I saw on Reddit that I absolutely agree with 
is that yeah the the southlands thunderdome looks a little ridiculous but that's what the entire map is going to look like yeah um i mean they did confirm in an ask me anything uh that they've already got plans for who's going to be legendary lord 100 who who do you think it's going to be because it sounds like they're like like it's going to be someone special yeah so i i have a theory it depends right if it happens next year and if old world comes out i think 100 would be like i know a lot of people are going to disagree but i think it would be really cool to get harry the hammer the first character for warhammer fantasy harry the hammer interesting i'm i think it's going to be thankful i think Mm. i think thankful is going to be the 100th character because I think they know that he is a very, very, he's a very popular request. Yeah. And he and he's like, like either that, I think it's either going to be Thankful or Nagash. Uh, I can yeah. also see it being Nagash. See, I, I, I just love the idea of Harry because like he was the first and his last miniature was really fucking good, man. So like, what's his, what's his like actual name? Oh, uh, because uh, I know Harry the Hammer's his meme name. Yeah, it was. Let me just Harold Hammerstorm. That's what it is. Harold Hammerstorm. Yeah, Harold. <laughs> it's, 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 uh, it's an odd thing, but like he's got a gorgeous mini. And like, I would love to like have a proper throwback because obviously next year is the 40th anniversary of one fantasy, you know? So yeah. like, that's big. That is. Uh, that is a big fucking dude. We're getting um, old. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we're no, we old. are. We are. It's, <laughs> oh it's, no, it's kind of scary. But um, like the idea of Harry would be great. Obviously, Nagash would be nice too. And we're pretty certain we're going to get Nagash. There have been so many hints in oh, Warhammer there, 2 about no Nagash. There's no way they're not going to. Now, granted, like a part of me thinks that they're going to save Nagash for the end. Um, hmm. like I could see Nagash being like one of the last legendary lords that joins the game. Um, yeah. And, and they just go like they just go crazy with them. Uh, thankful, yeah. I'm expecting sooner rather than later. Um, yeah. Nagash, I feel like that Nagash feels more like a capstone character as opposed wouldn't, to. Uh, yeah. Wouldn't Thankful be a good um, White Dwarf exclusive? Because we're expecting another White Dwarf. Yeah, but I'm right? I'm honestly expecting like a full celebration for the 100th character because I could see it being like celebrating, you know, celebrating 30 years of Warhammer fantasy, uh, this white dwarf article, pick it up and you get a free code to get the 100th legendary Lord. Thankful for free. Um, Yeah. Before you could get him. And he's like, he's free. If you get the magazine, um, well, no, he'd be free regardless, but you know, I could see it being like Robert Dole, where if you pick up the magazine, you get him like two weeks earlier. Um, Yeah. And there's like a whole big celebration, and they like release like some old world news and all this stuff. Like it, that just seems like an easy, easy slam dunk. Yeah. I mean, I, I just, uh, I, I, I want everyone, right? Like I want even all the stupid characters. Like they have like no, no, no fucking sense. Like I said, I, I, I don't want to see, I want to see the map, but I just don't want to see the map. I just want to see icons. <laughs> Every faction has a legendary Lord. There are no sub factions. <laughs> yeah. There are no minor factions, cool. only, only playable factions. It would be fucking awesome. Like, just mm. imagine, especially with all the uh, potential, because, like, I I still have feelings like we're going to get, like, minor race packs and stuff like that. You know, like, one or two lords. I stuff. do, too. I honestly, um, I, a lot of us like to poke fun at Norska, but I actually think Norska is not a bad formula for yeah. potential future races that don't just, they, they just don't have a lot. Now, granted, yeah. I think Norska could get bigger um but like there are races out there that could easily get away with having one legendary lord um and like a decent sized roster because because of the new allegiance system like now you can supplement your roster with other rosters so you don't need Mm. to have like 20 units and four legendary lords anymore for an initial release you can get away with significantly less Mm. I mean, like, one thing I, I always say is, like, I think Norska for Warhammer 1 was fantastic. The only problem that Norska has is that its mechanics did not age well for Mortal Empires, where there wasn't so much space, where, where there was much more space, but not enough places to capture. Yeah. And obviously, it's not aged, it's, it's definitely not going to age very well for Warhammer 3 for Immortal Empires because 
Well, there's a lot more. Uh, there's a lot more. Um, well, they have. They, they have say. already revealed um, during the rally point they did last week. They have already said that Norska and Warriors of Chaos can conquer all settlements. Yeah, which I think is a very, very. So good Norska thing, is that's no longer. They're no longer port bound. Yeah, so that's going to make them better because mechanically, like they, they are fun, right? Like it's yeah. like they are a good race, and I, I, I think that they were the only race that never has had an army look, right? Like, for example, Cafe and Kislev right. had mm -hmm. GW interference. Norska, I think, GW told CA, yeah, do Norska, just take some stuff from Law and Yeah, well, they, they, it, literally, you know? they literally just took the Warriors of Chaos and they took, like, a quarter of the Warriors of Chaos book and ripped it out and made it into mm -hmm. its own thing. Yeah. So, like, I think they did well. I honestly think their interpretation of Norska was really good. Yeah. And... Now, likely with a new DLC, we'll probably see more GW uh, influence because, to be honest, I'm still thinking that we're going to get a Norska, uh, like supplemental army book for Old World. Like it just makes oh, a lot yeah. of sense. No, I I absolutely agree. Um, I mm. I think that I think that um one of the biggest things that Total War has done so nicely for Warhammer Fantasy is really show GW how many people love those minor races. And yeah. are like, man, I would gladly just play this minor race because, like, you know, Games Workshops and watching and going, wow, Vampire Coast is really popular, or like, wow, people really like Norska, um, mm -hmm. and like we we see that like with like how Cubicle Seven's been expanding into a lot of those things, where Cubicle mm -hmm. 7's like, oh, they wanted a Famir matriarch or Famir mirror character. Here you go, here's Muna Mim, yeah, and Muna yeah. Mim is fantastic. Like, she's a great character. Um, and I'm like, yeah, Moon Mim for Total War Warhammer 3, please. <laughs> please. <laughs> it, it's one of those things. Uh, I, I, just, I, like, I discuss a lot of the um, Cubicle 7 reveals. And every now and then I get that one guy in the comments. It's a separate universe. It's like, no, GW have to approve those things because it's still GW IP. Like, it's canon. <laughs> yeah, it's like, have, has it occurred to you that Cubicle 7 is just responsible for the modern timeline now while Games Workshop is working on the old world? Has that occurred mm -hmm. to you in your genius? Yeah. And like, it's a lot of that. It's like, look, Cubicle 7 are doing wonderful things and they're updating stuff. They gave us something. Like, they did a really big law change just by giving us the uh, Dreadmore to crash. That is a massive law change. Yeah. Like, for us, like, yeah, it's one sentence, but holy crap, was that earth shattering? Because it's like, oh, crash, something new. What? Yeah, you know, I like, it's, What's well, it's going like, on? Not only is it like, oh, Koresh is still relevant, but it's like, oh, Koresh is doing biological experimentation. Mm -hmm. Like they are, they are the chaos dwarfs of biology, as yeah. opposed to working with machines. And like that alone adds so much, um, uh, not flair, but so much uh, theming to the faction with just just the just the tiniest little change. But like, yeah. oh yeah, no, the Naga of Koresh are literally creating abominable life forms to unleash on the West to prevent people from getting to Koresh. That's mm -hmm. crazy cool. Mm -hmm. it, it, it's 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 so important that these that we keep an eye on these uh, law changes too, because like when when they started changing stuff up uh, for the uh, Talia stuff, it's like that gives me a lot of hope for. Batilia in the future, you know, and especially oh, yeah. since Old World has a specific icon now for Talian factions, you know. So for me, that's like, oh, I can't wait. I, I, I just, I, I really hope that everything that we get, like everything we've hoped for, is what we get, you know. <laughs> no, no, yeah, I absolutely agree, and you know, I, I hope they just keep pushing the envelope. Yeah, and like as long as they do, we're able to because like we've seen weird things in the game files. Like yeah, they they yeah. found what like a Marienburg landship in the game files. Uh, in the game files, we had Marienburg culture, culture, culture which is massive. Because uh, I don't know if a lot of people know this. Well, they probably wouldn't if they don't mod. But um, if you go into game files, basically each race uh, is separated by a culture. So if it's got a culture, that means it's something unique. Like, it's not another Empire faction. It's something that's going to have these other different things. So if you go into the game files for, uh, uh, say, for example, Warhammer 3, you've got the 
five chaos factions, right, are different cultures. You've got Sinesh, Corn, blah, 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 Demons of Chaos, you know, and like it's it's separate, right? So that's what separates units being unique there and so on. So Marienburg having a culture is like, well, it makes sense because we already more or less have an army list if we go into Warhammer Fantasy roleplay. Yeah. There is a lot of a navy and a lot of foot soldiers. Yeah, there, there was a there was a full first edition supplement for Marienburg. Yeah. So like we know that they can easily go, oh yeah, let's go on that. And that means that they won't be dogs of war because they're named Marienburg, right? They could be attached to a dogs of war because they can share similar mechanics and similar units, because you can easily just copy paste them. But like Marienburg culture is like, god damn, that's awesome. That is that I think it was Xenon, uh, which is part of the SFO team. He messaged me. It's like, oh, this is a different culture. It's like, holy crap, that could mean a lot, you know? Mm. Like, I'm hoping. I'm hoping. I, I, I think a one pack or two pack Legendary Lord would be great for a minor race pack. Yeah. You just reskin a bunch of the state troops, add in some new stuff, and there you go. Yeah. And, and for anyone listening, we're just speculating. There's no like hard confirmations of anything. Um, yeah. We're just like, for all we know, they made another culture so that you just can't confederate or they're like ah these characters names should be unpronounceable aka dutch uh yeah <laughs> but uh hopefully hopefully there's something more to that yeah but, um it's important to note too that um ca adds stuff to game files which then doesn't get used too yes uh it it's uh it's something like if you go into the game files you'll find stuff for naval combat never used and it's like old code from yeah. like well, I, could, I could show people like there's a bunch of artwork that's never been used that's mm -hmm. like gorgeous and they paid for it um there's stuff involving uh there are voice lines that have never been used like there's there's stuff around yeah yeah it's uh it's an odd thing uh because um like what was it the art book had uh gold wizards right Yes, yes. The art the, the Warhammer art book does have gold. It has chimeras too for the Warriors of Chaos. Yeah. And it's something that could get used in the future. It yeah. could get used because it's something that they thought, well, may maybe we've got trouble. Let's use the Chimera, for example. Maybe they had trouble doing a three-headed beast back in Warhammer 3. Well, Warhammer 1. So they're like, we'll keep the art, we'll keep whatever's been done. If we figure out how to make this look better and more fluid, then we'll put it pop it into a DLC or an FLC unit or whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. but it happens it, it does happen it's i still have hope because obviously like let's be honest ca are gonna try and milk this motherfucker as much as possible because, as as they should as they should yeah <laughs> business they need to make money right uh, it's it's how it is they don't do this out of the kindness of their heart they do some stuff for the kindness of their heart but like the majority of this is money and like I'm all for it. So if they want to just keep throwing yeah, us I, I, I want to be milked i, I want to be milked yeah. very hard <laughs> yeah but like we we already know like they 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 made that mistake where they left um where they left the voice lines for introducing the chaos dwarfs already in game which i i i think that's really funny that they left that in there <laughs> yeah but like it's just odd we live in exciting times we truly do yeah they i i i want to see i want to see a lot of shit man i want just DLC for days, man. Just keep throwing DLC out and keep me just not sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, man, I'm getting so I'm getting so excited for all this. Yeah, it's it's got so much potential. I think the main reason um, is because CA have finally learned that oh yeah, maybe communication is going to be a good thing. You know, the communication lately talking. has been very very nice. Like between the rally points and the yeah. like, you know the and they've been doing a really good job building hype for Immortal Empires. Yeah. Like one of my biggest worries was that they were just going to be like kind of quiet about it and then mm -hmm. just be like oh look it's coming out. But the fact that they're doing like basically daily articles, it's been very mm -hmm. very nice. It's it's uh. It's generally because I, I I pop into the official Discord every now and then. It's just it's nice seeing CA staff talking to people too. It's just like mm. this is like there is harmony for once. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, balance balance has been achieved. Um, but uh, it, yeah, it's just things are things are good. Um, yeah. 
All right, if you've got the energy for it, I think something we should do real quick is we we had not a huge amount of people. There's not that many, so we can just knock it out real quick. But we did have some people uh, send some minis in using the Lorebeards hashtag on Twitter. So yeah. I think, let's just knock those out. One second, though, because what I want to do is I want to get some water. Okay. Get some agua, dude. I stay hydrated. Chat, dying. make sure y'all stay hydrated. I do want to take a moment to say I appreciate you all joining us. Um, I hope you're all having uh, lovely mornings and uh, you're enjoying your weekend. Having a good Saturday. Does coffee count? No. <laughs> that is... Doesn't coffee dehydrate, not hydrate? All right. Let me know when you're ready to go and we will start looking at some minis. Uh, just remember, yeah. so it's going to be hashtag Lorebeers and you want to change it to latest. As opposed to... Uh, yeah because uh, while we may yeah. be tops you know it's 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 uh you know twitter <laughs> yeah i mean oh nice oh wait today is sunday never mind i don't know i said it was saturday no it's sunday <laughs> um i had a long day yesterday um all right you ready yeah all right, so first up, from Tactical Sign, we've got a Telemon Heavy Dreadnought that is work in progress. And that Very is a nice. golden boy. <laughs> that, is, that is the most golden of golden boys. Mm. Very, very cool. I love the mini. That is fucking cool. I like the rocket launcher on the back, though mm. you must know that who helps him load that? Because, like, look how huge his hands are. There's no way he can reach that thing like, 40k logic yeah who 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 resupplies those missiles for him because if like he got a jam or something he would be completely sol <laughs> yeah <laughs> but really uh, good yeah though. i do love the mini next we've got head cannon who says finally been trying to catch us and he even sent us a spongebob meme uh <laughs> and he got a bloodthirster uh i don't i that it, it amazes me that model is not so top heavy that it falls over considering the only thing holding it up is that little that little itty bitty flame yeah that is freaking good though yeah i love that mini and uh you went with a classic paint scheme which i appreciate you got some mm -hmm. uh looks like you used some blood effects on the axe and the flail looks great yeah that's freaking cool uh if if you could, my dude, I would highly recommend adding some more uh, details on the base. Maybe like paint some lava pools or get some rocks from outside and paint them like like burnt colors or uh, add a little more fun to the base. And I think you'll have a really, really good minis on your hand, but it's looking really good. Uh, head cannon looking very nice. Uh, Ray send it in a black legion havoc. Nice. What is a havoc? Uh, it's um, their heavy weapons teams are called uh, well ha heavy weapons um, marines are called uh, havocs uh, so ah, it's a havoc okay. squad you get different types of guns and so on this is pretty cool I'm a big fan of the Black Legion obviously like they're the poster boys because Abaddon and all that so it, it's a classic look you know it's gold it's black you know it's gold black cool. are such good colors gold yeah. and black complement each other so, just like red and, red and black gold and black and then obviously the three of them together i think the three of them together is the best color scheme in the universe like red black gold is is my shit but mm. um yeah the black and gold it looks very very nice yeah it's super cool good job man i'm a big fan of chaos space Marines. obviously they've just had the new uh, codex come out so very tasty oh yeah they're bumping right now well yeah. and like even though obviously it's just world eater specifically but you know they got a new pri chaos primark too which mm -hmm. is uh pretty spicy and then Hi, we've got hyos hey. sending in a chaos lord oh oh nice. that's sick he's got we, we're looking at fantasy minis oh yeah. baby that crackadrac lord as a demonic steed mm. very small mm, that's very good. very small yeah mm, i'm licking my lips that's that's good and tasty right there really and nice some... tasteful effects on the blood like not i i really like he didn't go over overboard on the blood sometimes when people yeah. use blood effect they they go too much this is like a really nice little smattering over the model 
looks great. The uh, the Drac, um looks uh man, that is such a good demonic steed. I never even thought about using that as a demonic steed for like an undivided lord. That looks amazing. Yeah. That is that is really really well done. Yeah, that is really really cool. And then he's and then got, we've some got some classic null handgunners. Yeah, those are that's a, I, I'm a big fan of the null paint scheme because it's very hard to make black clothing look good. But this is really nice. This I is love really that nice. he's got the um I forget what the uh he's got the Hawkland long rifle guy too. Yeah, because that gun is so big. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's like twice as long as all the other guns. It's so funny. I love handgunners. Like having them as a, a detachment, you get two detachments on the side just to fire when you've got your Abadiers at the front taking the uh, taking the brunt of things is fucking good. Or Dude, a nice big gun line. I, I would really like, so you know how they implemented that goofy new shooting system that immediately mm. got rolled back uh, because yeah. it was a little too overpowered? I actually would really like that as a mechanic for the Empire and Talea or the Dogs of War if we ever get them um, mm. and as the detachment system. So like mm. certain units get the detachment keyword and if they have the detachment keyword, they're able to like shoot through um, like their melee unit. Um, so like if you have handgunners, they could shoot through an empire melee unit because they're a detachment mm. for it. I think that feature could actually do really, really well to uh, to like uh, emulate that rule. Yeah, no, it would definitely be helpful. It, it, it does give a very pike and shot feel, you know? Yeah. No, no, definitely, definitely. It's like that was a broken ass mechanic on the. Oh yeah, uh, it was. It was table. definitely way too busted. Like even if they actually implemented it on purpose, I think it would need to be reined in, and I think it should only be available to specific factions. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Porpoise sending in a sweet little skink priest named Tehek. Oh. And well, he did a really good job with the basing. Oh, I like the rim of the base is actually stylized. Instead every just, time like i uh i don't i'm 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 a, I'm a black rim purist but yeah uh, i do really really like that he's kind of got like that um fun little theme to it and the, the overall base is mini, very nice every time i see this mini i think of the uh did you ever see that meme video the uh mr blue sky one about mm. the uh skink no i don't think so it's a really really popular youtube video man like uh it's the, it's the guy who does a lot of like uh meme playthroughs uh oh, I can't wait is it the one where he actually like paints a skink priest mini yeah 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 that one's so funny so i just every time i see a skink paint a skink i think of that video and it just makes me smile <laughs> yeah he's got that meme of the skink like stroking its own face and being like oh yes <laughs> yeah 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 this i love fantastic. that video uh, this is great. Yeah, that obviously. looks great, Porpoise. That looks absolutely great. I love what you did with the base. The feathers yeah. look fun. Uh, I would recommend uh, if you haven't. Oh, you actually did a really good job on the eyeball too. Like the iris looks really nice, mm -hmm. uh, or the pupil. Um, if you haven't already, uh, I would consider maybe uh, for the feathers, working with some um, shaders or what, what am I thinking of? Oils. The 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 shaders. Is that the right word? Shades, yeah, shades. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, to really kind of like give them a more bursted effect um, or work on gradients. Uh, like I could see you put, you did like a little bit of yellow there um, on the edges, but maybe try picking up like a purple. Uh, I would probably recommend like Nagaroth uh, or Druchi Violet or Nagaroth Knight, I think is what it's called, shade. Um, that could uh, look really cool or maybe like a green. Um, but like shaders can be really, really helpful for trying to kind of get like a little bit of a blend color. Uh, moving on. Champion of Corn send it in Bellacor. I love this mini. Okay, oh, he's huge. It's such a giant bitchin' mini. It's it's so busy, like in a good way. Like it's got just so much cool stuff going on. Mm. That's so cool. I, I'm a I'm a big fan. I've got OG Bellacor. Uh, because I I still play a lot of fantasy, but this one is just like holy crap he's so big and it's like in a good way you know yeah yeah yeah. no old old bellicor is definitely like those the good old days of the, the the tiny greater demons that fit very very like they're on a 50 mil base but they still have a mm. ton of space yeah <laughs> as opposed to the new ones which are like on chariot bases or like 
100 millimeter bases <laughs> yeah but uh yeah no he definitely feels more like you know a commanding domineering demigod here looks That's great really man cool. uh keep thinning your paints you know but looks looks good looks good and then we've got Jay Phoenix coming in. Uh, this is our last one, by the way. Oh, no, that's not true. We've got one more after this. Um, oh, Littlefinger. Nice. Oh, no, we actually got a couple after this. Yeah, Littlefinger. I really like his edge highlights. Who's this by? Uh, Jay Phoenix. That's right. That's right. That's like, it's such a good model. Holy crap. Yeah, the model's got a lot of details to it. And he did, man, he oh, did a really base. good job on the basic, too, with the grass yeah. growing up between the bricks. That's so good. That is so fucking good. It's just I I don't know, man. It's like the Game of Thrones minis are just always so fucking awesome. They have like, a lot of really good character to them. Like despite yeah. the fact they're working with fairly small minis, they they have very pronounced, identifiable features. Clothing is great. I I love like look at that right. You got a little bit of gold highlights. Red, well, he's got black. that cheeky ass smirk on his face. Yeah, <laughs> that's hard to do on a mini printing wise. That, that is really fucking good. That is so nice. What a I I don't know, man. Like I I keep meaning to buy some of the like a song a song of fire and ice minis and just paint them because like they have so much personality. They're just so good. All right, next up we've got a Warbringer Titan by Goat Force. Oh baby. Oh, is nice. this? Is this uh Okay, so this is this is loyalist. Yeah. I don't understand how Titans work in the table tabletop. They seem like so hilariously massive compared to everything else. Yeah, this is I believe uh I think this is Titanicus, right? Uh I'm sure someone in chat will confirm or deny. I have no idea. <laughs> it's like Titanicus obviously that they're much smaller scale. And they're so hard to paint. So if this is Titanicus, that's really impressive, especially considering the um, the lettering. Because like we got like, the, yeah, the, the, yeah, the legion yeah, thing. Yeah, he's got painted lettering. It's insane. Which, uh, because, which, like, which like legion or association is this? Uh, isn't that the Eye of Horus on his on him, or is that a different symbol? Yeah, that's the, it's the Eye of Horus, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, so I wonder. I wonder if this is like Heresy Age. Or something. Keika, Kesa, how do you say that? Keika Manu. It does not look like it's that first word is English. C A E C A. <laughs> oh, they always do that weird, um, that weird fucking. Um... Oh, Titanicus is during the Horse Heresy. So yes, it is Titanicus. You are correct. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm, I'm a big fan of the uh, Titanicus minis. Uh, they're just so small, and I, I just don't have the the patience to sit down and paint something so tiny. Um, <laughs> but it's, it, it's smarter than just buying an actual an actual Titan mini because that's like what, two thousand pounds. Also, on that chat says, I can't believe the Emperor trusted Horus. His last name is literally Heresy. <laughs> it's um, it, it's a weird thing. That to be so fair. that was so funny if his name was like. Ah, yes, my son, Horace Heresy. Wait, Horace, how could you betray me? <laughs> it's just like, you named me his father. Uh... To be fair, the heresies, the, the heresy started, essentially, and I, I know I'm going to get a lot of throwback here, but, like, the heresy fucking started because of the Emperor being such a fucking idiot. If he simply just told Horace what was happening, nothing would have happened. This, this, the whole civil war wouldn't have happened. Listen, we all know that the Horus Heresy isn't really about war. It's about a absolutely horrible father who can't communicate with his sons. That's all it's yeah, about. It's, it's, it's literally, literally just a, that, yeah. It's a family drama with significantly more slaughter and murder. Mm. <laughs> um, uh, let's see. Which, uh, hey, real quick, what book would I recommend to someone who is not new to the lore? Well, okay. Professor Fubar, is there something and is there like a particular subject you're wanting or just like, like, are you asking about a 40 K book, a fantasy book, a AOS book? Is there a particular faction? <laughs> like Narrow down for there's, me a little. There's one more mini, by the way. Oh yeah. 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 Uh, Noratio 
sending in a, a, a goblin shaman on a Ragnarok. And I, I'm, these look like contrast paints. Nice. Man, contrast paint it just looks They've good, They've evolved man. very well. It, contrast paints have evolved very well. Like, those goblins look so good. That's so good. That is, oh, that is great, honestly. And it's got a fucking... Dude, the base. Yeah. Oh, fucking goblin base green. Rim. It's goblin green rim base. Instant 10 out of 10. Instant yeah. 10 out of 10. <laughs> That's even perfect goblin green color. Good job. So nice. That you just need to add great. some flock. You just need to put some flock on there. <laughs> so sorry, 9 out of 10. 9 out of 10. There's no flock. <laughs> such a big fan the the arachnorox is so fucking cool bro. dude this colors look fantastic like the only the literally the only note i would say is like i almost feel like there should probably be like some other color added to the eyes of the spider just to give them a little just the tiniest bit more life but like the like the fleshy parts of the spider under the carapace that like uncomfortable pink this looks yeah. this is a really clean paint job too. Yeah. Like there is, it looks there is like there's no paint in a wrong place. The pink looks like uh, like inflamed guns, you know? Like Yeah, it's really uncomfortable, especially especially in the parts where you the the meat between the the articulated part of the limbs. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is really pretty. This is really fucking pretty. Yeah. Great job. Tell your tell your friend uh, excellent excellent job. Built that high chair to reach the bad moon. Hey, he's trying his best. <laughs> he's trying. He's trying his best. All right. Um. Oh. Okay. Okay. We got one last. Okay. We got one last entry. I'm gonna allow it because I'm biased. We got a Gorok mini from Total War Dad, and it's not the actual. Wait. I don't. This looks like a. Yeah, this looks like a 3D printed Total War Gorok. Yeah. This is a print. Yeah, but it looks really good. That is That's a nice print. Awesome. Gorok oh, is such wow. a beef stick, dude. Like Gorok is literally the like this he's like the living embodiment of like the this guy like a this like that meme of like this guy walks up and like slaps your girlfriend's butt. What do you do? And it's just it's just like it's fucking Gorok, dude. What you, you just <laughs> He he it's looks his girlfriend so... now. It's his girlfriend now. You just walk away. <laughs> he he looks so good cuz like almost like like the the miniature the print looks makes him look like a a statue in a sense right like he's fucking this yeah. is a great pose they added some really cool details onto a shield too they made a shield a bit quite a bit busier than it originally is yeah it's so nice it's honestly so so good yeah i really like the dynamic pose as well stunning honestly uh, okay stunning. so i do have a question from chat which is someone uh professor foobar says he recently read Brothers of the Snake by uh, Abnet and enjoyed it. Is there any books similar to that you would recommend? Nate, oh. this is more your wheelhouse than mine. I don't know anything about 40k books. Yeah, I'm just going to pull up the book one second. Apparently it's a loyalist, potentially Inquisition. Yeah, I mean, Abnet is just a really good fucking writer. Abnet is he, great. He... He faffs about on a lot of books and so on, but like he, he's generally a, like that's why he does. He works for so many of the video games too. You know, like guy is just really good. Yep. Um, I'd say honestly, you can't go wrong with just going with other Dan Abnett books. I mean, he's got <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you like his writing, just stay with him. Yeah, I mean, if you're looking for something really good, the Eisenhorn series is fucking awesome. Yeah, Eisenhorn. Like, uh, some yes. people in chat are recommending Cyphus Kane. Yes, yes, Cyphus Kane book, fucking great. Oh, there you go, Cyphus Kane. Pick it up. And if you're looking for a series, then start reading Eisenhorn, which is supposed to have like a live action adaptation in the near future at some point. Yeah, that's uh, I, we well, we they they announced it and then they go radio silence, which I I fucking hate. I I uh, did I did see a recent confirmation it is still being worked on like it's still in production is it like it's not going to be warhammer plus right no i don't think so i think it's going oh, out good. i think it's going out somewhere else i don't know though i don't know i hope it's not warhammer plus yeah because um, like so something like that would be massive for the hobby and if they put it on the fucking thing it would just be stupid you know there's a tehenwin model too what i didn't hold on 
Did you did you hashtag Lorebeards it? I don't see it. I don't see it to anyone model. Yeah, I want I want to see it to anyone model. I love to anyone models. <laughs> Not that I'm biased or anything, but. Oh, oh, okay. He said that he said that he 3D printed it, but it, he hasn't posted it yet. Okay, okay. Well, we, uh, we look forward to seeing that in a future episode. Um, speaking of future episodes, uh, uh, well, okay. Let's do this first. Nathan, is there anything else you wanted to talk about today? Uh, we have been going now for uh, if you include the pre-show, we've been going for two and a half hours. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I, know, I'm uh, I'm still feeling good. If there's something else you wanted to talk about. Let's just go on uh, Warhammer Community just in case, because obviously th there's been a lot being revealed by Warhammer in general. It's just uh, they always do those half-second uh, things. Oh yeah, very important, very important public service announcement. Uh, the old-school Skaven characters are on a made-to-order basis at the moment. That's true. Until yep. the old Vermin Lord, Fanquil and Bone Ripper, uh, the original Queek. Uh, Ickit's old model, even Nurglich and the original Death Master. Yeah, Snicket, the so. yeah the the Lustria Nurglich model. Yeah, I you could you could pick up a Council important. of Thirteen member. You could pick up a Council playable Council of Thirteen member, and that's the only Pox Rat mount. Like yeah, that's the is, only Pox Rat which mount is so we ever got. Stupid because the Pox Rat was playable all the way through the end of Fantasy. <laughs> it was yeah, playable. So it like, was playable for three editions, and they never released a mini for it. It's it's important that you guys, uh, if you're collectors, because they they haven't even said how long it's here for. It's usually like two weeks. So like, if you want to pick up some real classic minis, I would suggest doing this ASAP. Like yeah. they're a little expensive though. Uh, I I'm not too keen. Like, yeah, but always check cool. always check with your local hobby stores because you can get yeah. you can get significant discounts, like at least twenty percent off with your local hobby stores. Oh. Fucking Nurglitch is thirty two fifty. This is like this is sterling. That's pounds. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, make sure you get from your local hobby store because twenty percent off. That would be a more reasonable price. Yeah. The Vermin Lord's only twenty four pounds. How is That's the Vermin the Lord one. cheaper than Nurglitch? What the fuck? <laughs> I, 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 does the Skaven army book for oh, well, Age Nurglitch, of Sigma... Nurglitch is two minis though. Now that I think about it, it's two minis, not yeah. one. Yeah. Because he comes with this well, little it... banner. Dude. Banner barrier. Yeah. But like, it's like. I think it's just because of the pox rat. Does um, does are pox rats still available in um, Age of Sigma or no? You can't mount them. No. no, you no. You can only play with minis that exist in AOS. <laughs> they, we don't have the fantasy system where they would give you options that didn't exist and you just had to make them yourself. Alright, no. I mean, Fankwell and Bone Ripper, the classic ones. That's only thirty pounds. That's that's a really good. Uh, really good one. Yeah, there, are, like, there are no mount options now that I think about it in AOS, which is so sad. Like, we don't have war litters. We don't have pox rats. We don't have brood horrors. Like, they're all gone. Yeah, it's a weird thing, isn't it? Yeah. But, like, GW love squatting stuff. I think the new contrast paints also went on to order now, didn't they? They did. Yeah. Uh, and they're pretty good. They're... Yeah, I've seen a lot of people uh, post. They look fucking awesome. I need, I need to start using contrast. I haven't. Like, I've been too stubborn to touch it. But, like, I, I really need to kind of quit being a I've been using it. it because I'm too lazy and it's just, it's... Well, I, well, that's the thing is that it's not even that lazy, though. Like, it, it's, it's a really good foundation. And then you just add details on it and it looks great. Mm. <laughs> did, like, any, it, did we play Chaos Gate Demon Hunters? Uh, do you want to answer that, Nathan? <laughs> that was... Uh... I, I, I think I was streaming it for like eight hours a day. Yeah, we played like, the shit. Out. We, I don't think either of us finished it, but we did play uh, quite a bit. I didn't finish it uh, on stream, but I did finish it um, no spoilers. off stream. No spoilers. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm intending yeah. on doing a full playthrough after I finish Witcher 3. It was such a good game. And they've already been hinting at new DLC because they did a little interview with, uh, with GW recently. Yeah, which that, that they released at two completely separate times, which was super weird. Like, yeah. they, they showed it, I think, during the Skulls event, and then they put it on their YouTube channel, like, two weeks later. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone but, was like, look, more news! And I was like, wait, we've already seen this. It's it's so um, it's so interesting that we're finally... Uh, that we finally have a good 40k game. Like, holy crap! 
Oh, it's yeah, been man. a while. Well, and hey, Fun. there's only more coming. I mean, we got Space Marine 2 coming out uh, next year, this year, or somewhere. Uh. <laughs> oh, shoot. Okay. Uh, so I do actually have to go now. But um, this has been fun. It's so great to be back. And uh, hey, guess what, chat? We're back next week, too. Uh, so next Sunday at 9 a.m. Central Standard Time, 3 p.m. British Standard Time, correct? Let me get a calculator. What, uh, what? I forget what your time zone is. I think, uh, I think, I, I think that's what you told me. <laughs> I am BST plus one one i think so that would be 4 p.m your time yeah okay okay yeah, yeah, yeah. so yeah yeah so 9 a.m central standard time uh 3 p.m british standard time 4 p.m whatever the hell nathan's time zone is um we will uh and we're gonna do this um if y'all have questions that y'all want us to answer on lorebeards use that twitter hashtag like just go to twitter and be like hey hashtag lorebeards what like talk about this stupid thing or like what the fuck do you think about this whatever I cannot promise we will get all of them, but like I will try and add a section where we do those. Also, uh, feel free to submit Tale 2 Gamer stuff, which is the painting stuff. Nathan, what should they, if they have a giant pile of doom, a uh, pile of shame, what, what should be the theme for next week? Uh, troops. Troops. Battle line. All right, battle line. So core troops, battle line uh, for whatever your factions are. If you're looking for something to paint, you're like, I don't know what to pick. There you go. Paint some yeah. troops or battle line. Uh, and that's going to be it for us. Uh, thank you all again so much for joining us. Hope you have a great day. Uh, we'll have more to talk about next week, especially because the entire Immortal Empires map, uh, factions-wise, will be out. And maybe we'll even get to hear about some Warriors of Chaos goodies uh, when mm -hmm. they show where their starts are. So we'll see you all then. Thanks so much for watching, and bye-bye. Uh,